Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. In today's show, Seabass joins us. We will wrap up the basketball season that has just ended and look forward to next season. Our news is presented by our good friends at Sutherland and Belk, an SEC sports-loving injury firm in Nashville. These guys will shoot you straight on your rights and options when you have been injured in an accident. Please call them at 615-846-6200 to get your questions answered. You can also visit them online at sbinjurylaw.com. Vanderbilt falls to Florida in the Southeastern Conference Tournament, bringing the basketball season to an end. And the Commodores have a three-game baseball series at Oklahoma State this weekend starting Friday night. You can catch that on ESPN+. The title sponsor of our podcast this year is Jody Jones DDS, trusted for his creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile. Jody Jones provides a range of sought-after dental and cosmetic dentistry services at his practice in Nashville. He's earned the title of number one in Nashville for his cosmetic dentistry and provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile or other services. Patients enjoy getting services from Dr. Jones and his attentive team in a spa-like atmosphere. Dr. Jones has worked with many artists, movie stars, and celebrities over the years and is dedicated to providing first-rate results To all of his patients, he never compromises quality so patients can be confident they will always receive the highest level of care. Thank you to Jody Jones DDS for making this season of the podcast possible. Seabass appears on our guest line today. The guest line is presented by Bowl and Branch, started by Vanderbilt graduates Scott and Missy Tannen. I had no clue how comfortable Bowl and Branch sheets could be until I got some. They are fair trade certified, meaning they are made under safe conditions by men and women treated and paid fairly. Try them free for a month. You can return them, but you won't want to. Once you get the sheets, try the mattress. That was voted the best mattress of 2018. Go to bowlandbranch.com. That is spelled B-O-L-L. Enter the promo code Vandy and get $50 off your first set of sheets. Seabass joins us from WNWS in Jackson, Tennessee. My friend, it's been a minute. It's great to have you back. Yeah, it has been a while, man. Uh, you know, I, this is about as disconnected as I've been from Vanderbilt Athletics in a while. So uh, I, I need y'all to help me with a little bit of a refresher course. Get your boy back in the game. Yeah, our boys had a rough month. And uh, condolences a from a lot of us uh, at the site. I think most people know your your mom died. Um, you guys shared a residence. Um, obviously, most of us are close to our moms, but it's been a really difficult time for you because I know people probably wondered where you've been, and if, if they wondered, well, there you go. But um, hopefully yeah. it'd be good to get you back in the, the groove here. Uh, nothing can replace your mom, uh, but you did have a lot of friends thinking about you and praying for you. Yeah, you know, I moved her up here about a year and a half ago. She had had multiple uh, knee operations and ended up having it amputated. Just She actually heard it playing tackle football with me and my friends when I was a kid. And then she hurt the other knee on a skateboard quarter pipe with me and my friends. Uh, 
uh, and she probably had 30 surgeries between the two and forever. And one of them just had to go. It was just the pain was that much. So, uh, you know, I brought her up here with me cause she really wasn't able to get around too much. And, uh, so I had her here for about a year and a half and, uh, I contract, I contracted COVID and, uh, it, it was fine. It didn't really do anything for me, but, uh, I, I guess she got it from me. And of course it's just wickedly awful and it took her down. So, yeah, we spread our ashes on Pettigene Mountain Wednesday, and uh, so now, now the process of just trying to get back to uh, or to figure out what normal life looks like is is the task at hand now. Well, you have a lot of friends in the audience and at our site, and uh, I know those folks will continue to have you in their thoughts and prayers. And um, you've just been a really good friend of the program. I think that people can probably pick up on this. But you and I are pretty close off the site, too, and have been for a good 15 years. Uh, so, it, um, you know, I, I was hurting for you, too, and what you were going through. Well, I appreciate that, man. But, you know, I, you know, I feel all right. I feel pretty good. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm just kind of ready to try to get back to normal. Well, let's get it back to normal. The basketball season's over. I know you were hit and miss the last couple of weeks on that for obvious reasons, but give me your thoughts on where they are right now and what you saw at the end of the year when you got to see them. Well, where they are right now is, I mean, didn't 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 this year end a little bit like last year uh, outside of getting the, 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 the tournament win uh, this time around? You know, it's... You start thinking about what might have been and all the questions that you have about the, the personnel and the coaching and, and, and everything, and then, and then you see the fight in them in the end, and then, you know, you, and you start asking, the, where's this been and why are we so snake bit? You know, it, with three straight years, uh, you have either your best or second best player go down uh, and not be able to finish the season, and you, you try to figure out why you're so cursed. <laughs> you know, one asked themselves if, if if Dylan DeSue's played in that game yesterday, does Vanderbilt playing in the semifinals? And that's a very, very good possibility. You know, um, I will say this, though, as I watched, and admittedly so, I mean, I believe in full disclosure, uh, for the Florida Vanderbilt game, I saw about the last eight to ten minutes of that basketball game, and – one of the prevailing thoughts that just kept bouncing through my head that I'm sure does through all of you guys as well is, oh, just first of all, Scotty Pippen is Scotty Pippen Jr.'s is 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 insane. Now I am nowhere near going to call him the best player in college basketball because he's not that, but he he has such a future in the NBA. I really believe that because it's all about putting points up, and that dude can create his own shot. He gets people off the ground on the regular when they know he's trying to draw a foul on them, and it doesn't matter. He's such he, he has such a high basketball IQ to go with that skill set. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not calling him that, but with his ability to score, uh, draw fouls, and things like that, I, you know who I kind of think of, Chris? And, again, don't misconstrue this. I'm not saying that's what he's going to turn out to be, but just with the offensive prowess. I kind of think about Devin Booker. Yeah, I can't come up with a really good comp for him. I don't have one at Vanderbilt that he's similar to that I've ever seen. I do think that I don't remember 
watching a player at Vanderbilt who was better at drawing fouls than him. Can you think of anybody? No, there's not one. And then to go even further with that, remember as a true freshman early on, we were uh, the, the the free throw line struggles kind of bothered you. And then he, what did he do? What did he finish the season uh, the season with? What was it? Twenty seven straight free throws made, something like that. Just yeah, I mean it's I close. Mean, he was fifteen only, for fifteen in one game alone. Yeah, not only was he drawing the fouls, but he was making them pay for it. He wasn't just drawing the foul. He was completing it by making the free throws. And and I, and I kept thinking in that last eight minutes of the game, and this is, you know, it's certainly not a slight to any of these other young men because they play hard, but you sit there and you think, man, if Pippen just had a little bit more around him, this team could be tough to deal with in tournament situations. Well, that was the thing that they did well. And I think that the DeSue injury, I would never wish an injury on a kid, right? I'm, I'm not glad it happened. They, they certainly missed him. But I think that what that did do is if they get both those kids back next year, and I'm not about to make any predictions there, but if they did get them both back next year, what that did is that opened up some minutes because DeSue was on the floor for, you know, what, 35 minutes most nights in games that mattered. And so that freed up time for other kids to play. And the thing that we've said all year is they had to get supporting players. And I feel like they started to develop one in Jordan Wright. I don't think he's the the star that some people think he is. But I think he's, if you've got a Pippen and a DeSue, I think he'll do in terms of a, a third or fourth guy. Now, I don't know if Evans or Brown or any of those kids come back. I think they've talked about it. Frankly, Brown can't stay healthy. Um, so I, I don't know if he comes back. I don't know what that adds. But you're going to have to see them develop more guys. But I think that's one little thing that was a blessing in disguise is that because DeSue was hurt, his minutes went elsewhere, and you saw some guys that jumped up and I think elevated their play a bit. Oh, I, I don't. I don't think there's any question about it. And again, you hate it came at the expense of DeSue, and I certainly agree with that. But it did give you a, a little bit better barometer of, of what you have. And and I'm not in the business of making the predictions of who's coming back either. Uh, you know, honestly, what? Let's try, try to make sure I, I, I word this right when it comes to to Scottie Pippen Jr. You know, I I don't know what the the draft boards say. I don't I don't know what the predictions are, but I guess my question would be, and he's by no means a, a finished product, but given the nature of the NBA draft and knowing that, you know, I mean, look, once you start getting to juniors and seniors, I mean, that's generally not where the money's made in the NBA draft. Chris, you and I both know that, you know, right? And of course, you, you, you know, every year that he's in college is a year he's not drawing. Uh, a check in the NBA. And my question is right now in regards to the player that he is, the development that we've seen from him is who will he be next year as a Commodore or in the NBA that, that as, as opposed to, to playing at Vanderbilt? I guess what I'm trying to say is if he stayed around for another year, to what end? You know, I mean, you're, you're still not going to win an SEC championship. Uh, we the things that he excels at, I mean, are the kind of the things that translate well in the NBA. I don't need him to be a lockdown defender. There's, you know, lockdown defenders. 
are is like is, is like Bigfoot in the NBA. They they don't really exist. They that that's not a thing. I mean, they have them, but nobody plays defense. And his ability to to move up and down the floor and and get other people involved and create his own shot and draw fouls and hit free throws. I mean, I, I don't want to say what's the point in coming back, but Chris, what's the point in coming back? Well, you sort of sidestepped it. I mean, it's defense, right? I would like to see him exert himself a little bit more on that end. But at the same time, he's got the ball in his hands all the time. He's playing most of the games, especially the ones that matter because they can't win without him. So part of me says, in a, in a way, I don't blame him. I, you know, Maybe he's pacing himself. But, but the, the defense is the obvious part, right? That's what could get better. Right. In, in terms of the skills and stuff, I mean – the kid's got eyes in the back of his head. He's got touch. He's got the ability to use angles and, and see things and find things that nobody else finds. They're not going to teach him any more of that. So unless it's a defensive thing, which frankly this team has not been very good at in two years under Jerry Stackhouse and really wasn't very good under Bryce Drew either at the end. I don't know what the answer to that is. And frankly, People that talk about staying another year to develop, unless you really need the money, it just doesn't make a lot of sense because when you're in the pros, you're you're all basketball all the time. I mean, I think at any place you go to school, you're going to have to do some classwork and have other, I hate to say distractions, but from a basketball perspective, classwork and those things are distractions. So, and I think that's more so at Vanderbilt. So I don't see the point really in him coming back unless he just loves college and wants to do whatever at this level on it from a team concept. And, and you know, again, that, that they passed the transfer rule. He might have the option to do that somewhere else. Uh, and then I think if you're Vanderbilt, you got to sell him on the idea of why are you better off doing this here than uh, Kansas or Kentucky or whoever might want him. That, that's a rambling answer, but I'm with you. I don't see... I don't see this like quantum leap up to the ceiling that exists out there for him that he's going to get to in one more year at Vanderbilt. Yeah, and understand something. The the lead, the number one defensive team in the NBA gives up just a Scotia under 104 points a game. Chris, just yeah. think about that for a second. That's the number one defense in the whole league gives up 104 points a game. There is, who cares what his defense looks like? It doesn't matter. They're not interested in it. I, I mean, we can, we, can, we can phrase this however we want, but the truth is the truth is the world's on fire. If you turn on your NBA game, they are not sitting there. They're not, they're not pressing people. They're not, they're, they're not playing extended perimeter defense. They're sitting back and people are either in transition or shooting wide open shots. It's what they do. You know, so I mean, if I that all I'm saying is that would be a fruitless venture to go back to improve my defense for the NBA. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, let's pretend for a second that he's back, that DeSue's back, that the underclassmen are back. I mean, Evans and Brown, I guess there's been talk about them coming back. I mean, frankly, when you've been at school that long, unless you can get in grad school, which is hard to do there and you've really got something you're passionate about, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and frankly, if you're, if you're building a program in Jerry Stackhouse, you might be better off to have those guys move on. Well, frankly, you're not, because I, I think you need supporting players, and we've beat that topic to death. They need those guys. 
But from the standpoint of Brown and Evans, how much do they have to gain? I don't know. But let's say for a minute that the guys that are graduating or eligible to graduate move on. I think they said Educaya Bena is going to move on. So they get back Wright and Thomas and Studi and all those other kids, and they get back Pippen and DeSue. What are they next year in terms of postseason? They're not a three-win conference, three-conference win team. That, definitely that, not. That, that I'll say no. Uh, yeah, de- they're 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 definitely not that. I, I think I think they are a team that, and of course, uh, who knows what incoming freshmen will do? You never really want to make your living that way. Huh. You could even ask Kentucky that these days. Um, but you know, I I, I think uh, both of those guys back. Here's what I'd say, Chris. I, I would say that both of those guys back are worth a doubling of conference wins somewhere to the tune of anywhere between six and eight wins in conferences that I don't think that's too much, but it again, it will also come back down uh, to the supporting cast. Does Max Evans come back? Do we see, because think about some of the, think about some of the times we saw Max Evans when we knew there was very little other options. What did he do? He excelled. Yeah. You know, it, it, it seems like when he needed to be the guy, he was. He needs to play like he needs to. We need him to be the guy all the time, even when we don't. You know what I mean? He he doesn't. He said he had. Let me try this. He has a skill set that says I am better than just a a, a key, a, a piece of the puzzle. Uh, every now and then, I'm the type of guy. I'm an outside threat. I'm explosive. Uh, I don't need to disappear for stretches at a game. I don't need to be averaging four or five points a game. I should be averaging about 10 to 12 points a game, and I should have people all over me, and people are going to be drawn. There's going to be – because think about this, Chris. With the length of DeSue and his flex and his flexibility on the outside and the inside, with Pippen constantly drawing people towards him, uh, the shots will be there for Max Evans. They'll be there, period. They just will. And – if he were to come back, they need him to be a little bit more aggressive offensively the way he has been uh, at times in his career and the way he was when we had to have him when the others were down. I'm going to throw something at you and see if you agree. I think this time next year, if they get all those guys back, they're probably in the spot that Ole Miss is in heading into the tournament Friday night where they probably need to win a couple games in the tournament to get in. But I think they're – they're an NIT team with the chance, you know, if, if you catch a couple breaks that they haven't caught to maybe make the NCAs. Is that far off? No, I don't think that's far off at all. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be – I hate we're at the point where I'd be satisfied with that. But, we, I, you know, given the fact that we've won six conference games in three seasons, I would be okay with that. You know, it's it's not where I want to be, but it is definitely a step in the right direction because, I mean, we're averaging two conference wins a year over the last three years. That's as bad as it gets. Oh, that is as bad as it gets. So I, I think if we were to be in that position, I mean, nobody's going to be satisfied with that, but we'll definitely take it at that point. You know, if they got those kids back, and again, no predictions here, I don't know what they'll do, but if they got them both back, I think what puts them over the edge is adding like an impact transfer, like a guy who can come in and start that kind of player. Maybe like what a Nolan Kressler was his senior year. If they can get that guy, then that might be the difference between 
them maybe sneaking in somewhere as a, an 11 or 12 seed or, or not making it at all. Yeah, yeah, we were really hoping that, that, that you know, that that DJ Harvey was going to be that, and that did not happen. That that just didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. You know, it's, it's time for us to go, because we've had a couple guys leave here and go other places and do well. It's time for us to, you know, it's, it's time for us now. Yeah, you know, uh, who, who's the next Derek Byers? You know, here, who's the next Billy Mack? It ain't even got to be that good. It ain't got to be Derek Byers. You know, but just somebody to come in and kind of give those numbers that I just gave a minute ago with Max Evans, you know, give me 10 and 6. I'll live with that all day long. You know, the other thing with them is they've got to start better. They've got to have more urgency in these non-conference games, and we've talked about how much time the staff puts in. They got a late start last year. I don't know how much of that was COVID-related or how much of that was just them not being in a hurry. But two years ago, everybody talked about how much better they got. You go back and look at that schedule. They had opportunities to beat NIT-type teams like Richmond and Tulsa, and they just fell at every opportunity other than Davidson. They did get that one. But I think they've got to – a lot of this is going to depend on what they can pick up in the non-conference. And, frankly, they've been a bad team in the non-conference the last two years. Yeah, so in in your estimation, uh, it's it's all about that start. If they can get get a better start, get some of those wins over the level teams that you're talking about right there, that may be a precursor for the basketball that is to follow. Because, I mean, the one thing they've shown is – they finished pretty well, and that's all well and good, but all that kind of does does is serve to make me mad. Yeah. I mean, the whole season counts. You know? The whole season counts, and I think that's what right. some of the people have been critical. I mean, everybody looks at how the season ended, and last year everybody was excited. Um, I, I did not think this year was going to be a good year. It's about what I thought in the end, but it was also, and I wrote about this in Blue Ribbon, I said the key for them will be to develop DeSue and Pippen and then add some pieces. I mean, you can look it up. I, I wrote it. And and that's exactly what they did. It was like, to me, it was all about this coming year. I didn't think they really took the leaps forward. A lot of the fan base expected them to. Frankly, I think a lot of fans uh, overrated some of their talent outside of those two. And, and I think that played out. But to me, they've got to really attack this with a sense of urgency and how they do things and really be ready to hit the ground running in December and November because I think that might end up being the difference. If they they pull another one of these things where they play really well in late February and March, but they were terrible in November, December, that's probably the difference in getting a bid or not getting a bid if they're good enough to be an NCAA tournament team come March. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with that because it's kind of like you, your inference. They're not good enough to overcome that poor start. No. You know? Because well, uh, for, for every one of those that you lose, you're going to have to beat a, you know, maybe a, you know, an Arkansas or, 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 or a Tennessee or, or Florida and stuff like that. Uh, maybe one that you weren't expected to win. You know, I, I, just winning a South Carolina, a stray old Miss or something like that, those games are great, but you know, they 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 got to start winning games that absolutely nobody gives them a chance to win in. Well, you know, and and every you every time you lose one of those mid-major games at the beginning, that puts you in a position where you're going to have to do just that. 
Well, I, I don't see them being much better than a 500 team. You know, taking 500 in the league next year, I, I mean, I'd, I'd take that in a heartbeat. They may be lucky to get there. But what's the common denominator among teams that get in the NCAAs as an 8, a 9, or a 10 that are, say, 8 and 8 in the league? What is, what is the thing that you see every year with those teams? Uh, this ought to be an obvious answer, Chris, but it's not. You'll have to help me along. Here. Well, they bank a couple of big wins out of conference. You know, they bank they bank a win against a couple of NCAA tournament teams, and that's what they're going to have to do. I don't think, I don't think that they're going to make it next year to the tournament. Um, you know, and have an easy day on Selection Sunday if they don't get a couple of wins. You know, like I said, against a couple of NCAA tournament t- type teams before they get to the conference. That, that's the difference. Is, is you. if you yeah. if you bake a couple of those, and I've done enough of this where I've looked at the brackets. Those are the things that put you over the edge, right? Uh, you get a yeah. couple of those, and then if you go eight and eight or nine and nine in your league, um, and, and goodness gracious, they always tend tend to draw the the tough end of the schedule. Always playing Kentucky twice, Florida twice, Tennessee twice. Uh, See, so figure the conference strength of schedule is going to be there based on what the league usually gives. And heck, you've seen Vanity do that a few times. Um, Kevin's team that went to the Sweet 16, his first team, they were 8-8 eight and eight in the league, I think. Um, they didn't make a lot of huge wins, but they were, I think, 13-0 out of the conference. Um, You know, the, the, the Bryce team, his team that, that got in with 16 losses where everybody was saying they can't do it, you know, I looked at it and they banked a bunch of wins, right? They beat Florida two or three times. Uh, they beat Arizona State, I think, or somebody out of conference. But they had a couple of wins there, and um, I, I beat the topic to death, but I, I think that's going to be a big thing for them. Any other thoughts on baseball, before, or excuse me, basketball, before we shift gears for a minute? Uh, yeah, just uh, two guys that I, uh, when you're talking about developing, I think if you can help develop these guys a little bit, it could go a long way to next year's success. Uh, two guys who had a couple of flashes, uh, one more than the other, but uh, really would like to see a big step next year for Trey Thomas and Isaac McBride. Those guys are not uh, uh, incapable. They both can shoot the basketball. Uh, just need to be more consistent. Uh, of course, Trey, you know, and I would say Trey needs to add some weight. But I mean, uh, again, for what? You know, what, what what are we talk what are we talking about here? He's, I don't think. I mean, I think Trey would have to add thirty pounds of muscle, you know, to <laughs> to be able to lock people down on the perimeter. But I mean, I, you know, especially now. And here's the thing: look, if Pippen's not back next year, I don't know what this team will do to manufacture points. You know, but if he is, that's going to leave a lot of open shooters next year. You know, so uh, I, I think that's something that we have the potential is to be a fairly decent shooting team next year. But at the same, but the other side of that coin is that we are we we are just void of big men. There's just no other way to put it. We just don't have any. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, I think that here's the other thing I didn't mention. I think unless they learn to play defense, this is all fruitless. Uh, and they did get better. I, I didn't really notice it, but they were 221 and Ken Palm adjusted defensive efficiency last year. They were 129 this year. Uh, but the only way you're, in an, uh, you're an NCAA tournament team with that level of defense is if you're LSU on offense. And and I'm sorry, I, as much as I like to sue and Pippen, they're not going to get there with the rest of those kids. So that's something they've got to get a lot better. You know, I think they need to end up probably top 80 if they're going to have a chance. Yeah, agreed. 
Oh, let's talk baseball a minute. Have you gotten a chance to watch them play? Not one pitch of one game, so you can talk it, but you'll be breaking news to me. Well, you're missing out. Uh, they're really good, man. Well, we, I can't watch it here. I mean, it's never on here. You don't I have don't the ESPN app. I mean, I've been watching. Look, I've been watching y'all with all these crazy apps and these pluses and these dots and all this other stuff. And I'm an old man, Chris. I I I, I, I finally figured out uh, Netflix and Disney Plus. Can people? Can we just go back to putting something on TV again so I can watch it on television? I. I I'm tired of all these these things. I, I'm not telling you to get off my lawn. I'm not the old man saying get off my lawn, but it's always some different type of app I got to get to watch. I I just like to turn my TV on and watch my doors. Well, you can. You just got to get the app, and if you got the Netflix app, you can get that too. I have Netflix, so you're saying if I have Netflix, I can watch the Commodores tonight? No, I'm saying you download the app. This is great podcasting, by the way. But this is your public. Oh, as- hey man, this Look, is your. I don't feel bad about it. Because, <laughs> this is your public you know, service announcement from Andy Sports. Well, yeah, but what's this one going to cost me? It's always. I mean, I've I've I've, I've downloaded this, upload that. I've got all these things, and every time it seems like I got to go do another one to watch one game. And I, golly, Bill, man, I just. I mean, I love technology. It's awesome, but geez. What's it going to cost you? You have SEC Network, right? I have the SEC network. Then it'll cost you like two minutes of your time to download the app. And that's all I got to do? That's all you got to do. All right. All right. What's the name of the app? I'll download You download the ESPN app, and then you might have to do some syncing with your cable company, but just pick up your good buddy and call him, and I'll help you out. I wonder how many other people out there have this issue. I bet you're not the only one. I know I sound like a curmudgeon. I'm 48 years old, <laughs> but golly, it's, it's, it's man, I, I shouldn't have to, and I say have to do all this. I mean, literally, if it's just to go to an app store, get a Della, I'm complaining about nothing, but I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. I like turning on my TV, sitting back in the recliner and watching the game. I don't want to hold my phone up the whole time, you know, to my face. Uh, I don't know. I just I'll, I'll I'll I will call you tonight because I'm gonna download this thing because I want to watch this game. Uh, these games is the whole series on. Well, there is one complication. You can't watch the Oklahoma State game with the, the unless you paid for ESPN Plus. That's a different thing. And here we go. I know I should have never said anything, <laughs> but uh, you had me all hyped up. I thought I was gonna watch my boys tonight, and there you go. With you that. can watch every one but that series. But I could help you with that too. But that costs money. Yeah, no, good. No, we're good. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll hold off, man. I'll, I think there's a Golden Girls marathon on later on. Anyway. <laughs> right, can't miss that. Explain something to me. Why is it and, like uh, the smartest people? And you're one of the smartest people I've ever met. Why is it the smartest people that I know are like the the most just completely incapable when it comes to stuff like this? Can you explain that uh, to me? Dude, uh, no, because it has been that way my whole life. You know, I, I it's you know if we if we're, we're going to talk about Pythagorean theorems or you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs or something like that, let's do it. You're asking me to change your your tire or figure out an app, man. I just I'll wait till you get it done and you let me know how, how it turns out. I mean, I was literally on a conversation last week with a good friend of mine explaining USB ports to him. I mean, you do know what one of those is, don't you? 
to quote Sheldon Cooper, the thing that's shaped like a duck's mouth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we may need an intervention here. That's the thing. I know it's like on the side of your laptop or whatever, and it's got them little holes in it, and you plug uh, – what, what do you call those? Uh, 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 those little things that you stick in there. Uh, what do you call oh, those, ports. Chris? Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sitting here laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's just not – I mean, that's just not me. I mean, I, I don't require that stuff for what the things that I do. So, I mean – I mean, I suppose I could feel bad about it, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not using floppy disks. That's not what's going on here. <laughs> That's not what's happening. I don't do a, what is it? Windows 95 or something like that. I don't have that. Uh, <laughs> but man, you know, I'm just going to go home and turn on my web TV. You remember those things? <laughs> yes. I had a, a friend from college, uh, very bright, very attractive, uh, but she, when her toilet wasn't working, um, thought she needed to call the electrician. So uh, th- there are people like that in the world. <laughs> I think you, uh, I think I do now? think you're wrong. <laughs> I do think you're wrong up the ladder from her on those things. But, um, it just, it, it, it amazes what that means. It amazes me <laughs> like the, the things that like really brilliant people that I know. And I say that all sincerity, you, you are brilliant. But, like, just the simple things that just, like, paralyze people like you, it just sort of cracks me up. Just understand that it's not an act. <laughs> oh, it's not an act. It's not lazy. It's, it's not an act, and it's not laziness. I just, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to t- I have no excuse. Well, it's going to blow your mind. I'll send you a picture of the setup I'm going to have to watch stuff tonight. I'm going to have... I have three TVs in my bonus room watching uh, baseball and basketball at the same time. So you think you're better than me? <laughs> I'll have more fun than you tonight. <laughs> You'll have a lot more fun than me. <laughs> no doubt. Well, that depends on how the, how the night works out, man. All right, what else you got, Fat Man? Uh, that's it, my man. So that's a wrap, man. It was, I mean, uh, I'm sure I didn't add a ton of content. I'll be back in the flow of things in a week or so. Just uh, I was ready to get back to doing these, but uh, I've been so preoccupied with other stuff that I just haven't had a chance to watch games at all. So uh, I'm looking forward to being able to do the simple things uh, with stuff like that once again. Well, stay safe and tell folks where they can follow you online and listen to your shows. Yeah, you can follow me online at uh, Cheap Seats Bass, at Cheap Seats Bass on Twitter. You can uh, listen to the show on 101.5 in Jackson, Tennessee, Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. I call it the Cheap Seats. Been calling it there for 21 years now. Well, be good. It's great to have you back, and we'll do one of these next week, and hopefully by that point you have um, figured out how to download an app to your TV. Hey, appreciate it. To, to Wait, to my TV? Oh, no. I thought this was to my phone. <laughs> oh, God. oh, here we go. How do you download an app to a television set? Were you not aware that TVs come with apps these days? Let me tell you something. I bought a flat screen TV about five years ago. I still have it, and there are no apps on it. Okay. Well, this is a conversation but for I another do day. Have, hey, but I have hundreds of channels, a bunch of sports channels, and I've even got on demand. So, I mean, I feel like I'm the one living you know, up on the hill. <laughs> we definitely need an intervention here. 
I, if you were living in the Jackson area and can help my buddy Seabass out with his TV, um, we, we can make arrangements for that. App for a television set. Now, that beats all I've ever heard of. Oh, my goodness. Just when I thought. Anyway, have a good week, my man. We'll catch you next week. Peace, fat boy. Peace, Seabass. I'm Chris Lee. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast. We'll be back with more episodes next week.